Welcome and thank you for joining us today for the last Christian podcast. We're so blessed to have you join us. It's time again to join Brother J.D. Williams in seeking the hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, chasing away the worries of the world and replacing them with the blessed hope. Where in a moment, in the twinkle of an eye, at the last trumpet, the dead will be raised incorruptible and we shall be changed. Brother J.D. Williams insists there must be a final person or last Christian to accept Christ before the sound of the trumpet. Will it happen today? Here now, Brother J.D. Williams. Good evening and thank you for joining me for another edition of the Last Christian Podcast. My name is J.D. Williams and I'm the CEO of You Stream It the parent company of The Last Christian Podcast and the syndicated Last Christian Radio Show, Ustreamit Broadcasting and Revelation Radio, which is now transmitting to all 50 states and over 160 countries around the globe. And while I'm very proud of these achievements and the company's progress to date, I can assure you that not one bit of it would be possible if not for God. For as the Bible says, all good things come from the Lord. Now the mission I believe that the Lord has given me is to call attention to the fact that there will in fact be a last Christian, or worded differently, a last person to accept Jesus Christ as their personal Savior before the trumpet sounds, and the church is called from the earth to meet Jesus Christ in the clouds, in that twinkling of an eye moment known as the rapture. Now, I know that may seem presumptuous of me to state as factual, since only God himself knows when he calls the church home. That, that fact is stated in the Bible and by Jesus Christ himself. But honestly, my statement is without any possibility of error or doubt. 100% simple and 100% factual. I say that with such confidence because of my certainty that God already knows who that last Christian is where they are located, and the exact day and time that they will accept Jesus Christ as Lord. There simply has to be a last one as applies to anyone or anything. Think about it. After the rapture, there cannot be another last one after the event occurs. That's simply impossible. The next to accept Christ would in fact be the first after the rapture, meaning it does not, as one well-intentioned person wrote, mean I'm stating Jesus Christ is impatiently waiting for or patting his foot for the last Christian, even though the Bible does say he stands at the door and knocks, or is, in fact, waiting. It simply makes the very clear and obvious point that before the end of any event, spiritual or otherwise, before that end occurs, there simply must be a last. So yes, there will without any doubt whatsoever be a last Christian or last person to accept Jesus Christ as Lord before the rapture. And to argue that is simply pointless, even perhaps argumentative without cause or regard for truth. Now, my point in bringing this up is, one, to correct any confusion or misunderstanding that the name of this podcast may have caused anyone, although I appreciate the fact some people care enough about what I say to write me, and I certainly encourage anyone to do so. I'd even invite anyone with a strong opinion to email me. I'll even invite you on the podcast whether you agree with me or not. The second reason is to call attention to our all-new syndicated radio show, of the same name, The Last Christian, where I'm joined by someone much more knowledgeable about Scripture than myself, that being my friend and co-host, 
Christian teacher, and the author of two books on the rapture itself, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. The Last Christian Radio Show allowing us much greater freedom to speak more openly on the issues of the day, where we can view world events in real time, live on the radio, then compare and discuss them with a focus on biblical prophecy, providing the listener with biblical scriptures that anyone is then free to read and examine for themselves. So I would invite everyone to tune in and listen to The Last Christian Radio Show on KRRB Digital Radio, airing every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Time, with syndication of the program beginning on May the 3rd, 2022. And of course, you may certainly find out more about The Last Christian Radio Show, or even quickly access the program by visiting The Last Christian website at www.lastchristian.net. So what does all this have to do with tonight's title of podcast, America Surrenders to Russia? A lot. Beginning with the fact that the United States of America, the so-called leader of the free world and recognized by the world as a superpower, does not appear in Scripture. And that no nation, not even the United States of America and stated friend of the Jewish state of Israel, will, according to Scripture, come to the aid of Israel when attacked from the north by Russia, with Russia leading an overwhelming coalition against Russia as foretold in the book of Ezekiel chapter 38. If the United States of America was to defend its friend Israel from such an attack, the Bible would say so. Instead, the Bible makes it crystal clear that no country, great or small, nearby or distant, will come to the aid of Israel. And no country, obviously, includes the United States of America. So where is America? Why won't they help their best and perhaps only real friend in the Middle East? Some might suggest that the United States would simply choose not to involve itself to take a stand very much like the approach taken in regard to the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. And that is very possible. But that would still be much like a surrender, would it not? Choosing to allow foreign powers to move toward and completely destroy the Israeli state? Wiping it from the map with little more than a protest? Does that really sound like the actions of a superpower trying to help a friend or an ally? Or does it instead suggest a withdrawal by choice or by force, absent from the world stage? And if absent, why? If not by force, would it be by threat or fear? And why would America be fearful? What threat is so great that a superpower would not or could not act? Or why would the United States simply abandon a democratic friend? If a choice, then I would suggest that the leaders in the United States of America would for some reason see no value in supporting the Jewish state. Again, possible. But that, to my mind, would be to support the enemy of Israel. And that is a position I pray our nation never takes, as the Bible is extremely clear on taking such positions, stated as early as Genesis 12:3, which reads, I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. That further supported in the book of Numbers, chapter 24, verse 9, he bows down, he lies down as a lion, and as a lion who shall rouse him. Blessed is he who blesses you, and cursed is he 
who curses you. Now those scriptures make it very clear that God gives his blessing or support to countries and even individuals who bless or support Israel, while also making it crystal clear that those that curse, oppose, or seek to do harm against Israel will be cursed, or has happened to many nations over the course of time removed from existence. Lord, help the United States should our great country choose the latter approach. But it is just possible that's exactly what will occur. We've already seen the almost embarrassing response of the United States in regard to the Ukraine, ignoring repeated pleas from a country fighting for survival and only asking for more weapons, not military forces, just the weapons allowing them to fight. Yet our national response has been only in the form of words. Could it be some kind of threat prevents us from coming to the aid of Israel? And what threat could be so horrible as to put fear into the heart of superpower America? Nuclear war? Well, that's possible. Imagine for a moment a nuclear Iran, nuclear North Korea, nuclear Russia, nuclear China, all calling Israel an enemy and warning all nations of the world, including the United States of America, that to assist the Israeli state would be seen as an, as an act of war against them, leading the United States to make the choice of risking World War III or allowing the state of Israel to be completely annihilated. But wouldn't that also be a form of surrender? Standing down, or should I say bowing down to those countries, surrendering superpower status and taking a subservient role in what some would describe and have actually called for a new world order, that new world order without any doubt no longer led by the United States, losing its influence and even respect in the world and led by other non-democratic nations. Looking back 30 years or 20 years, 10 years, even two years, none of this would have been seen as even remotely possible. But now, from where I sit, it not only seems possible, but probable. This perhaps hammered home even more by one recent poll indicating only a small majority of American citizens would even stick around to defend the United States if it was attacked by another country. That poll, which was actually released in March of 2022, showing a majority of 55% saying that they would stay and fight, while 38% admitted they would run and leave the country. Any guesses how many of that 55% majority would join the 38% and run? If any such event, uh, attack should occur, think about it. Would you stick around if you knew that by doing so, you and your entire family could and probably would die? And for those of you like me who say yes, would your neighbors or your friends stay, or would they run? That's something to think about as it is a choice that you may have to make at some point, especially should the United States choose to curse rather than bless the state of Israel, even if such a decision was to simply do nothing to help, knowing that the decision would all but guarantee the destruction of the state of Israel. Although, as Christians, we know such destruction of Israel is simply impossible. Why? Because the Bible says so. And the scripture has never been wrong, not one single time. Now the final type of surrender possible is the actual surrender of the United States to Russia, or perhaps to another country. I selected Russia because the Bible tells us in the prophecy of Ezekiel 38 that Russia will lead the coalition of nations against Israel in the Gog and Magog war. 
Add into this the ongoing conflict in the Ukraine and the rumors growing louder and louder by the day that a NATO nation might come under attack, whether intentionally or unintentionally, by Russia or even a Russian ally. This serving to draw the United States into a direct military conflict and perhaps against at least one, if not multiple nations in possession of nuclear, chemical, or biological weapons. Now ask the big question as to whether or not the United States would retaliate in kind using our nuclear weapons at our disposal should such weaponry be used by our enemies, or would we instead talk, protest, or even surrender in whatever form such surrender might be, either choosing to step off the world stage or even surrender our sovereignty to another nation to avoid a nuclear exchange? Are you confident we would fight? And if so, why? What gives you that confidence? So, is surrender possible? Yes, in my humble opinion, surrender is not only possible, but probable. America is not in the Bible. It is not mentioned, and there must be a reason for its absence. The good news for all of us who have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior being that it just does not matter. We know our home is not in the United States or even on this earth. Instead, our home is in heaven. So, when does all this happen? Well, look around. It's happening right now. Look at the world today. Look at the events unfolding. Dare to pick up a Bible and read Ezekiel 38 and Ezekiel 39. Read the book of Isaiah chapter 17 about the prophecies we know are coming. Or look at the words of Jesus Christ himself in Matthew chapter 24. And then answer this question. Are you the last Christian? Are you that person that will accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior before the rapture? Someone must be the last one. And if not you, who? A family member? A friend? A co-worker? Our earthly lives are fragile and not one of us is guaranteed tomorrow. While each of us do have an eternal destination, one in heaven with Jesus Christ, the other forever separated from God. If you have not yet accepted Jesus Christ into your heart, please don't wait another moment. Simply ask God to forgive you for your sins. Tell him you know Jesus died for you, that he rose from the grave on the third day, ascended to heaven, and he's coming back. Tell the Lord you want to follow Jesus. Tell people that you've done that and then follow him as best you can for the rest of your life. By doing so, you will be saved and you will have eternal life. Even better, you just might become the one that we're waiting for, the individual that ends with the prayer in Jesus' name, only to instantaneously meet him in the clouds as the last Christian. Thank you for joining me tonight for the Last Christian Podcast, and I invite you to join me every Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. Central Time right here on any major podcast platform, www.revelationradio.net, or even view the podcast on Facebook, YouTube, or www.lastchristian.net. Until next time, good night, and may God bless you. Thank you for joining us today for The Last Christian Podcast. And please be sure to tune in every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for an all-new edition of this prophetic series as we continue the search for The Last Christian. And remember, The Last Christian Radio Show with hosts 
J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley is now available on Evangelism Radio and Revelation Radio, both broadcasting to all 50 states and more than 160 countries around the world. For more information or broadcast times in your area, please visit www.lastchristian.net or www.revelationradio.net. Until next week or until the trumpet sounds, may God bless you.